it's Markay from the Markay Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Markay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. I woke up this morning to all my family and friends notifying me of they got their money in their checking account. So I rushed to my checking account. Nothing for old Greg today. Oh, sorry, old Greg. That is a bummer. That's nothing worse than the rest of your family writing you the good, I got my money, I got my money, I got my money. And then there's old Greg going to his checking account and, oh, no, nothing for old Greg today. Maybe tomorrow, Greg. Maybe tomorrow. You know, that's the thing. It's going to take a little while. And, uh, you know, they're going through. There's apparently uh, some problems with the website. If you're going to try to check the status of your check, if you're getting a, an actual hard check, that's going to be the last thing. If you're getting the direct deposit, though, that's the way um, that's the way to do it. And I think most people I think most people are going, you know, I saw an interesting story the other day about whether or not the coronavirus is going to have an effect on cash. Because think about this. Not only do we see that the that the money is easily changed hands and, you know, you're digitally getting this money directly deposited in your bank account. You don't need checks. You don't need cash. But also cash is really dirty. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. There was a story. And don't tell my wife this, but there was a story about these like eight old people in uh, in Hollywood, Florida, who played a, a weekly poker game. And they said that because they were handling these chips and passing them back and forth and the, the exchanging money and cards and things that they like three of them died from coronavirus and the rest of them you know uh well i guess you know i mean i guess you know they're gonna have they're gonna have better odds next time they play poker but at the same time you got to think about it the money is dirty i mean how many people touch a bill right yeah like, I, do you have think any, about one one transaction yeah do you have any cash on I, you no i don't no it's 2020 i have i have credit cards see i started hoarding cash when oh, uh, when the coronavirus started because, i mean i'll, I'll hold your cash if no you no want. you don't have okay. to hold my cash i got okay. I, I have plenty of pockets but i because uh, again when i started prepping for covid 20 which is shortage which is what i'm waiting for uh when i started prepping for covid 20 um i started going in and, and every time they asked me you know hey do you want cash back i just say yes automatically and i put it in my pocket and i forget about it in case the the bank accounts go down. I don't know what it is. I don't know why you hoard. I, you know what it is? I, I do know why you hoard cash. I read about it in one of my prepping books. Is that you, uh, for example, when the uh, when the grid goes down or when you're on the run, oh. people that maybe can do, like, let's say you can't do something. Like, for example, remove a bullet from your own leg. Okay. Okay. But you come across a doctor in the, in the post-apocalyptic world that we're going to be living in, and you say, Doc, can you take this bullet out of my leg? And the doc goes, do you have any money? You can't just say, oh, let me write you a check. That's not going to be any good, right? You can't say, here's my, here, do you take a credit card? You need to have cash. Because mm, he and doesn't then, have one of those knuckle busters. That, yeah, that's then right. Then I can send it to the yeah. bank. But also in the apocalypse, uh, there's money is like not really a thing, right? You have to trade goods for goods. Well, hopefully the doctors don't know So that. I have to offer him something that he needs that's not cash. Because what do you have that the cash. doctor needs? I don't know, a scalpel maybe or a, no, like, like, it, like a mirror? 
If you have the scalpel, you can just do surgery on yourself and save yourself the 500 bucks. Uh, 855-765-1045. That is something that is something that, you know, we hadn't thought about. But if if, if money send, uh, ceases to be, especially when you look at like the cell phones, I mean, most of the time, how many people go into the uh, go into the store and you just you just put your, your phone down and you look at it and you double click and all of a sudden you've paid for something. Even the credit cards nowadays, you don't even need to put the chip in. You can just tap your credit card if it's got that That's little so symbol. Cool. And all of a sudden, the money's gone. Yeah, I feel like a wizard whenever I do that. You feel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, pay us dominum mobinus. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, but I mean, it, it could be that we are slowly but surely going to be getting rid of cash. And a cashless society, again, is one step closer to uh, one step closer to that new world order that everyone seems to be uh, everyone seems to be really uh, worried about. 855-765-1045 is our number. Now, it is Whatever You Want Wednesday, which is great because I'm a little tired. We did this special show, a couple special shows this week. On Monday night, we did a, a broadcast from 8 to 10 p.m. And then on uh, Tuesday night, yesterday, we did it from 8 to 10 p.m. And so I woke up this morning. I was like, man, I'm why am I so tired? Oh, right, because not only was I up to from 8 to 10, but then when I got out of my home office where I broadcast the show, my wife uh, informed me that the sink was clogged and had overflowed everywhere. So I had to, oh, no. I just spent about 30, 40 minutes unclogging the sink and cleaning it all up. And I didn't get didn't get to bed until like 11. I didn't get to bed till like 11 or so. So I'm a little tired today, which is great. Because for the next two hours, I'm not going to do anything. It's whatever you want Wednesday. So we are totally going to turn the show over to you. You have total control. What you want to talk about, what you want to say, what you want to question, what you want to tell us, what you want to, you know, I mean, anything, any complaints that you may have. This is your time to shine. 855-765-1045. We're going to kick it off uh, with Susie. Susie's in Middleburg. Hi, Susie. How are you? I'm doing real good, Mark. How about yourself? Uh, doing great, Susie. Uh, what do you want to say today? It's Trump Day. There you go. See? That's what Susie, that's what Susie wants to say. All the time. 855-765-1045. Also, something I've... And we'll get to your calls here in just a minute, I promise. But also, something else I found out yesterday while I was doing my show... Just, I don't know if it was boredom or just, you know, like sometimes you're sitting there and you're like, I wonder how this and this together would be. You ever do that? Food or yeah, anything? Yeah, food. No, okay. food-wise. Food. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm getting ready for my show and it's 8 o'clock and I poured a cup of coffee because I wanted to make it through to 10, you know, and have a lot of energy. And I grabbed a Cadbury cream egg, which was left over from Easter, you know, the Cadbury cream eggs. Yeah. And I'm sitting down there and I start streaming and I, and I look at the Cadbury cream egg and I look at my coffee and I think to myself, I wonder... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it would be like if I put my Cadbury cream egg in my coffee and just let it melt and mix it around. That would have to be fantastic. Because I've done it in the past with a Milky Way. I know that was a thing a while oh, back. I hadn't take, heard of that. Oh either. yeah. No. At Halloween one time, uh, we were like out of we were out of like creamer or sugar or something. So I just put up one of those mini mini sized Milky Ways in my coffee. <laughs> it was delicious, and I figured same thing, right? Aren't there peanuts in those? Uh, that's Snickers. Oh okay. Milky Way is a Snickers sans nuts. So it's oh, a okay. it's a nutless Snickers. That's why it's it doesn't really satisfy you, but it's really good. Um, so anyway, so I get the Cadbury cream egg, and I'm talking to the. There's like three thousand people on the stream, and I go, "Hey, before we get into all the politics and stuff, should I put this Cadbury cream egg in my coffee?" And we took a vote, and they uh, the people wanted to see it done, so I did it. And I had a screwdriver on my desk, that's all, and I just mixed it around like a vodka and orange juice. No, right? oh. uh, like a flathead that you would oh, use okay. to like actually okay. an actual screwdriver. If I if I had a screwdriver on my desk, I wouldn't be drinking coffee. <laughs> so I put the Cadbury cream in it, mixed it around. Let me just tell you, delicious. Oh, my gosh, I bet. So good. Coffee's got to be really hot, though. 
Yeah, because it's, it's got to yeah. melt it. So yeah. I, I nuked the coffee for like 30 seconds in my new microwave, and then I put the Cadbury cream egg. Really good. If you have any leftover Easter candy, I would definitely, you know, maybe give it a try. And there's plenty of different different flavors of Cadbury eggs, right? There's probably like an Irish cream or a cookies oh, and cream. No, or I was the original. Is Cadbury the flavor? No, Cadbury is like the distillery, you know, right? The no, Cadbury cream egg. You know, you bite into it and it's got the yolk. And yeah, the yeah, yeah, but that, isn't there other flavors of yolk? Oh, God, I don't know. I wouldn't oh. think so. It's like a traditional classic. You're thinking of oh. Peeps, where they have like 5,000 different flavors of Peeps. Sure. You, you put those in your coffee? No, I don't eat. Peeps put, are disgusting. Oh. You put those in like hot chocolate maybe because they're basically marshmallows. Oh, yeah. 855-765-1045. It's whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about today, we will talk about today. This is Steph in Palm Coast, Florida. Hi, Steph. How are you? Hey, good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, but now I'm craving coffee and Cadbury cream eggs. But that's my own fault. Don't worry about it. Uh, what do you want to say today, <laughs> Steph? I wanted to talk about how... Um, Dr. Fossey, I think he is a very, very shady person. If you look into his history, if you look back, he has very strong ties to Hillary Clinton, to Bill Gates. Um, and I, I just, I'm, I'm like, the guy makes me scared. I, I don't want him in our, I don't want the president to trust this guy at all. I don't think the president does trust him, but I think the president, I don't think the president trusts him as like an ally per se, but I think he trusts him as a medical advisor. Um, and the, but the big issue, and I hear, you know, I hear everyone else talk about this is that Dr. Fauci, the lines tend to be blurred with him because he's a medical expert. He's not a political expert. He's a medical expert. He's not an economic expert. And the problem we're seeing with people like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Birx and everyone else is when they get up to the podium to talk about the the medical properties of the coronavirus or the medical aspects of this crisis, you know, hey, wash your hands, uh, don't touch your face, yada, yada, that, you know, we need to do this, we need to do that. That's one thing. But when he starts talking about opening up the economy, when to open up the economy, effects on elections and things like that, that's where you're kind of overstepping your boundaries. You're a medical expert. You're not a political expert. You're not an economic expert. You're not a law enforcement expert. You're not a civil liberties expert. So stick with the medicine. And I agree with you there. I think that I think that the, the president is doing a decent job at keeping everyone compartmentalized while also keeping them working together uh, to keep the country, you know, get the country back on track. 855-765-1045. But yeah, I don't trust Dr. Fauci as far as I can throw him, which he's kind of little. So I might be able to throw him farther than, you know, most people. I mean, I don't know that I'd try it, but uh, anyway, 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, Frank, Jeff, Jerry, everybody who's hanging on the line, hang tight. We are going to get to you here in just a minute. Stay tuned. More Whatever You Want Wednesdays coming up on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. Pardon me. My name is Mark K. Uh, we appreciate you being here. 855-765-1045. And it's whatever you want Wednesday. Totally, totally unprepared today. More more unprepared than most days. Some whatever you want Wednesdays, I prepare a little tiny bit just in case nobody calls. Or nobody has anything they want to talk about. Both things, both rarities, by the way. That never really actually happens. But I always want to have something in my back pocket today. Flying, I mean, literally, I could even, like nothing, nothing going on at all. 
Uh, because again, we were up late last night, um, you know, doing doing. A, I mean, really, we've been on the air. Last time we were on the air, we as uh, twelve hours ago, we got off with our one show, had twelve hours to rest and relax and eat and do another thing, and then uh, come in here again. So we've been. They're keeping us busy, man. They're getting through this whole coronavirus. Uh, Brian in Tennessee. Brian, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Hey, Ted. I first want to thank you so much for all your true honesty, and I've been watching your videos on Facebook. I Sometimes I just start cracking up stuff that's been going on with our, our government. So, yeah. But I want to tell you, I like how true you are and oh. how you, you, you get the facts and you, you try to show what's real, you know, because that's what we need. We need real people, not fake people anymore. It's the horrible but brian i appreciate I that i really do i try to be i try to be a real person all the time and uh you know that's why I didn't, people have said you should get hair plugs and i go no i'm not yeah. a fake i want to be a real person uh you know a yeah. tip to tail so anyway what else did you want to say brian well i have two quick ones. one sure. of them what do you think is going to be happening this uh what are they going to be doing for i mean if we're still in lockdown or hopefully start unrestricting us a little bit but uh, about the election this year with uh Trump and possibly Biden. I think it's Biden and Trump. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? I've had people say, oh, Trump's not going to win. Biden's going to win. And I've heard Trump's going to win. And oh, I'm a big Trump fan. I think he's he's true and honest to a government, you know, to us and helps us out. He doesn't worry about the government. Yeah. What do you think on that? Uh, you know, it, it's interesting that you should say that. And that's kind of a that's kind of an interesting question. There's a there's a lot going on with the election that's going to be affected by the coronavirus and all these lockdowns. The first thing, of course, is the way that you campaign. And, um, you know, we've already seen that. That uh, In fact, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show. Joe Biden used to go and do his little rallies. And what would happen is uh, 100, 200 people would show up maybe, uh, you know, just a couple, not that many. And then he would insult them and call them names. You know, he would yell at them and spit on them and call them lion dog face pony soldier. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, everyone would disperse and we would make fun of him. Donald Trump would hold a rally and there would literally be tens of thousands of people showing up in the rally, showing up outside the rally, streaming online, chanting USA, USA, uh, four more years, four more years. And it was really an exciting it was really an exciting thing to see and to be a part of. Um, though, neither of those are happening. Now, that that benefits Joe Biden because the optics for Joe Biden were horrible. You know, you hold you hold a rally with 100 people composed of the president's or opposed to the president's rallies with several thousand. I mean, you've got you've got issues. So, you know, Biden wins round one. Now, the other thing is that as long as this coronavirus is going on and the economy is in the toilet, the president is going to keep having these daily press briefings. He's going to be on TV a lot. He's going to be on TV every single day. He's going to be tweeting. His coronavirus task force is going to be out there. The press is going to be talking about him. And that benefits him because really nobody is talking about Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is not doing a lot of talking at all, mainly because he has trouble talking. You know, if he sits down and tries to put a put any kind of statement together, it often comes out weird or he forgets the name of something or where he is or he coughs into his hand and he has to get and he has to get ridiculed by the reporter who's interviewed. I mean, there's so many things 
that could go wrong when you ask Joe Biden to speak extemporaneously about any topic. So that benefits Donald Trump. When it comes down to a debate, there's going to be a debate. There has to be debates, whether they're live and in person and they're six feet apart like they did with, with Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders on that one awkward debate, or whether it's some kind of Zoom or, or virtual debate. I don't know. But there's going to be a debate. And anytime you put anyone on the stage with President Trump, you're going to have an issue. And when you put Joe Biden on stage with President Trump, who is on a Washington insider, who is corrupt as, as all get up, who has been around for, who was part of the Obama administration, who's, you know, it, it wrapped up with all of the crimes of the Clintons and Hillary and, and everyone else, when, crimes of his own doing. I mean, the, there's, there's complete books written about Joe Biden and, uh, and his criminal activities, but we don't, you don't even need to read them because Joe Biden will be happy to tell you all about them himself. He'll get up on stage and brag about how he strong-armed the Ukraine with a billion dollars of your tax dollars. So it's going to be interesting. When it comes down to actually voting, that's going to be the key. That's going to be the key. Are people going to want to send in their ballots? Are there going to be more absentee ballots? Or are people going to go out and brave the quote-unquote coronavirus, brave the polls, put on their masks, head out there and vote because they want to make sure their vote gets counted? Uh, a lot to think about. But it's, it's important that we do. And thanks for the call, Brian. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. If I can go to the grocery store and if I can go to work... I can definitely walk into the poll booth and cast my vote. Yeah, a lot of people wondering about the election and how it's going to be affected and are we all going to be mailing in our ballots and is that even a secure way to hold an election? Is that something that's going to open people up to uh, open people up to voter fraud and, and that kind of stuff? And uh, we got that open mic message saying, hey, look, if you can go to the grocery store and if you can go to work, you can go cast your damn ballot and stand in line. Uh, you know, like everybody else, 855-765-1045. And, you know, the, the election in Wisconsin was that that was the big thing with the election in Wisconsin. Do we continue to hold these primary elections? Do we practice social distancing and, and call them off until we can figure out a way to do it safely? Or do we just say, hey, you know what? Sometimes in other countries, some people literally risk dying uh, and getting shot by, by, you know, other people or, or you know, getting all kinds of, you know, there's all kinds of uh, voter intimidation going on all over the world. So, uh, you know, if you really want to have a say, you, sometimes you got to, you got to, you know, get out there and risk the corona. 855-765-1045 is the number. This is Matt in Jacksonville. Matt, welcome to Whatever You Want Wednesday. Matt, how are you? Doing great. Uh, first time caller, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. I, you don't get a badge or anything, but, you know, thanks for letting us know. <laughs> hey, just, uh, just wanted to give you a couple of comments. One one on the uh, use for cash these days, and, and two, just some numbers on the COVID virus. Yeah. Um, but, you know, cash, being a married man, um, you know, if my wife uh, decides to go get her hair done or go to uh, a salon, a lot of these uh, small business owners that are considered non-essential you know, maybe operating a business uh, out of their garages, and uh, you need cash for that. Yeah. So, and, there's, and there's a lot of them that will support that type of, uh, you know, non-essential business. Right. You're talking about drug dealers, right? I know what you're talking about. The drug dealers, they don't take Venmo. I get it. I get it. But uh, you're right. There are some businesses that are that are cash-only businesses or even just to tip somebody. 
Um, you know, if you, for example, we have a lady come and clean our, well, we did before Corona, uh, come and clean our house and we would leave her a cash tip because if we put her on the credit card, she got less, we paid more, all that other kind of stuff. So there is definitely that need for cash. However, with things like Venmo and with things like PayPal, I mean, and Apple Pay and all that, it's really easy to send cash back and forth between two people without actually having, you know, cash. So next time you go to the hair salon in the garage or the drug dealer in the parking lot, you could just Venmo them 20 bucks and, you know, write for, I don't know, birthday present or pizza or whatever. And then nobody's people are none the wiser. Good point. Yeah. Hey, just a couple. I live here in Duval County and, yeah. uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. So. You know, just some things about um, COVID, just to put things in, into perspective. And, and I don't want to diminish you know, how serious it is, but it's also serious if you catch the flu or get pneumonia. Sure. But there's 957,000 people that live just in Duval County. There's been 718 uh, reported cases as of yesterday, 14 yeah. deaths. If you double the number of positive cases, you know, let's just call it 1,500, that means that here in Duval County, 99.84% chance of not even coming in contact with an infected person. Um, so, yes, we need to be careful, but, you know, I just want to give some hope out there. The likelihood of people catching this in a social distancing environment is very, very, very low. Matt, I'm so glad you said that because I, I literally say the same thing to my wife every single day. She says, you know, be careful when you get out there or I have to go to the grocery store. She's like, wear your mask. And I go, look, you realize that there are, like, basic, let's round it up. There's a million people, basically, in Duval County. A million people with visitors and whatnot. And there's fewer than 1,000 reported cases. So you're right. The, I mean, the odds that out of the, the 1 million people in this county, the odds that you would come in contact with one of the 700 and some odd people that actually have this thing, it's really, really very slim. And, and I appreciate you pointing that out because I, that's something that I'm very cognizant of as well. And sure, you hear the numbers coming out of New York and you hear the numbers coming out of Detroit and New Orleans and these hotbeds. But, it, you know, and, and, and people are like, oh, the nursing homes and the prisons and all that kind of stuff. Well, unless you're in New York, New Orleans, Detroit, a nursing home or a prison, the odds of you coming in contact with somebody on the day to day are very, very slim. And Florida, this is something I we were talking about on the show yesterday as well, is is doing much better than New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Whatever Ron DeSantis does that he's getting criticized for by the national news media is working because here in Florida, we have we have fewer cases than a lot of other states. We have 21,000 cases. You know, New York has 202,000. New Jersey has 68,000. You know, 570 deaths here in Florida. And while we don't want any deaths anywhere, 570 deaths is three per 100,000 people, whereas in New York, it's 55 deaths per 100,000 people. So the, the mitigation here in Florida is working. And when you look at these governors who are, who are, who are dealing with this situation, I mean, wh who do you think is dealing with it better? Somebody who's, who's got 55 deaths, uh, 55 deaths per 100,000 people in their jurisdiction or somebody who has three? You know, it, it, you really have to stop and look at the numbers and think about it. And when it and when it comes time to open the economy back up and let people go back to school and let people go back to work and let people go back to the grocery store or or wherever it is you want to go, wherever it is, or the hair salon, like you said, your wife, she's doing, they're doing, they're doing backyard haircuts 
on the DL because the hair salons are all closed. And we all, I mean, everybody needs a haircut. Well, not me, but most people with hair need to, eventually you're going to need to get some grooming. You know, we got to open stuff back up. You're absolutely right. And I appreciate you putting it in perspective uh, for everyone out there who maybe is losing perspective. Michelle in Jacksonville. How are you, Michelle? Great. Thank you. How are you today? Oh, doing great. What do you want to say on this whatever you want Wednesday? Oh, whatever we want Wednesday. Love it. Mm. Um, well, five people out of my office, two earn well over 150000 single. Uh, both got stimulus checks deposited. Huh. Um, yeah, so they're like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? I said, they're let it sit there. They're going to take it back sometime. Somebody in the IRS is going to get their head rolled. You think you think they accidentally got it and if they use it or spend it they're gonna they're gonna wake up one day and that money's gonna well, be gone again. Well who who knows? Uh they're not gonna spend it, but they don't need to spend it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a little odd that two out of five, one's actually in Tennessee and one's here in Jacksonville. Yeah. And the other three, um, four single. I mean no dependents, no anything. It's yeah. really you know, the averages, two out of five, that was pretty that was pretty high, yeah. in my opinion. So. Look, I'll tell you what, and, and the IRS, I mean, and the IRS the, the, the people in charge of this, the Treasury Department, they're they're human beings. There is there is the uh the chance for human error. For example, there was a firefighter in Indiana who went to the bank to get a withdrawal from the ATM and he uh he looked at his he looked at his available balance after he withdrew $200, and he had $8.2 million in his account. His name was Samuel Vargas. He was supposed to get $1,700, $1,200 for him and one for a child. He ran the card again. $8.2 million was what the government, the Treasury Department, direct deposited this guy $8,200,000. He goes to his bank to, pay, to take it out $200 cash, and he sees his balance is well over eight mil. Uh, they've remedied the situation, by the way. Don't worry, that money that money will be back um, in the government's hands. Before, I'm sure it's there already. Uh, thanks so much for the call, though. We really appreciate it. And I don't know, look, uh, mistakes will be made, but you're right about that. If they have access to put that money in your account, you damn well better believe they have money to take it. They have the access to take it right back out. 855-765-1045. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, uh, we're going to continue with whatever you want Wednesday all day today because, as I said at the beginning of the show, I got nothing. So you better bring it. 855-765-1045. If you can't get through on the phones, you're welcome to download our mobile app, 104.5 WOKV in your app store, and send us an open mic message, or as we like to call them, open mark messages. That's another uh, great way to get on the air. We'll do more of both of those next on 104.5 WOKV. My wife is due to have uh, our second baby in about three weeks, and this stimulus check is now my paternity leave. Oh, Josh, it's one of your people. You say, oh, right on my side, thank you. Taking paternity leave. You really should wait a year before you take paternity <laughs> leave. Your <laughs> yeah. host will love that. Josh is going to take paternity <laughs> leave when his kids turn 16 so that they can all go to Let's uh, go on a cruise. They, no, not a cruise anymore. They can go on a cruise. They can teach them how to drive. <laughs> Eight, five, hey, I'm taking paternity leave because I have to buy my kid a car for their birthday. 855-765-1045. If you're new to the show, by the way, the other Josh, uh, who we're not really sure what he does around here, but he took paternity leave when his child was what turning one because almost it, one, yeah. It was about to expire, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah. So he literally worked here for like a year 
And then he comes to me one day, he goes, hey, I'm taking off next week for paternity leave. <laughs> and I thought he was joking at first, but no, it turns out it was a thing. No, it makes sense because right after the baby was born, I took a week of PTO, regular time, yeah. and then my mom came up for a week, and then her mom came up for a week. So you weren't necessary until I wasn't, like a, Yeah, it wasn't needed until right. the 11-month mark. Right, and then he was jet skiing on his paternity leave because exactly, they yeah. all went to the beach. 855-765-1045 uh, is our number. This is Jerry in Jacksonville. Jerry, how are you? Jerry? Oh, let me answer the phone. Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. I, was, I told you I was tired today. Jerry, how are you? Um, not too good, man. Um, I hear you guys joking and laughing, and that's okay. Um, but, you know, it just got serious for my family. My wife works for Mayo Clinic. Um, half of their employees just got furloughed today. Um, our business, we have a small business here in Jacksonville, is taking a hard hit. Um, I hear you guys talking about Trump, and I love Trump's economic agenda, you know, before this happened. Yeah. But what is he going to have to tout when it comes time for him to run as president? We had to shut our entire economy down. You know, I scratched and clawed my way to the middle, middle high class. Um, and now it looks like it's going to be all taken away from me. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, first of all, we're sorry to hear about that. I hadn't heard about the Mayo Clinic furloughing their employees today, but I'm sure we'll get that informa information uh, before too long. And what kind of business do you have? an air conditioning business um yeah, yeah it's we're essential but it's, it's around this time we'd be taken off this is this is our our get money time right. up until september this is where we see the most action and we're not seeing it yeah and, and it's getting scary yeah um, no and i know it's you know, and, pe and other people uh, who are getting furloughed they're they're saving their money they're like well maybe i'll i won't get my air conditioner done or i won't get a new installation yeah. because they need they don't know if they need that money for food i get it man uh, and it look, listen, Jerry, I think it, it's horrible for a lot of people out there. And and this stimulus check, sure, it's a, it's supposed to help. But for a lot of people, twelve hundred dollars doesn't go that far. Um, the thing about the economy is that in, in a way, in a way, and I'm not trying to blow smoke or find a silver lining where you don't want to see one. But in a way, had we not had as strong an economy as we had going into this, we would not have been able to get through this as as well, and I know for a lot of people, you're like, I'm not getting through it well. But if this economy, we were at a point where the Dow was so high, unemployment was so low, people had been making money for so long, they were able to bank a bunch of cash, hopefully. You know, there were a lot of small businesses that in the last two, three years had started and had opened up. People were taking home more of their own pay. Hopefully they were investing it or saving it or paying down their credit cards or whatever. But the economy was so strong for three years that it actually puts us in a better position so that when we do take a massive hit like we're taking now, then it's not nearly as devastating overall as it could have been if our economy were still as bad as it was before uh, the president took office. Now, closing down the economy, I mean, he, that wasn't his call. He never said, we're going to shut down Jacksonville. It was Mayor Curry who said, unless you're essential, you got to go. Unless, you know, restaurants, you got to be closed. Beaches, closed. It was it was the mayor locally, even our governor, wasn't, wasn't ready to make those kind of calls. And he got a lot of criticism. So you got to look at the local economy here. There was a point where the mayor said, listen, we got to save lives uh, or we've got to save jobs. And he chose to save lives because I guess he feels a lot of people would rather be poor and alive than well off and sick or dying. And that's a call that he had to make on the local level, and he made that call. Uh, I will tell you this. I don't know what the president particularly has planned for reopening 
the economy. I don't know. I know he wants to do it sooner than everyone else. And, of course, he's taking heat than that. And I don't know what his plans are to rebuild the economy once it opens back up. But rest assured, uh, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, if there's one person who can quickly come up with a plan and execute a plan to bring the economy back up to where it needs to be, to bring the unemployment rate right back down, to help small businesses like yours reopen and grow and prosper and thrive, and to help places like the Mayo Clinic and, and, and Delta Airlines and all these other places where they have to lay off employees because there's just not demand, to really open the country back up and get it firing on all cylinders and rebuild the economy. Between the two people that we can choose from, there's only one that can do it. And that's President Trump. How do I know that? A, he did it before. And B, Joe Biden can't even spell economy at this point in his life. There's no way he's going to be able to recover an economy. Hey, thanks so much for your call. We appreciate it. And best of luck to you and your wife and your whole family. 855-765-1045. We got to take a break. We got a ton more phone calls coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show. It's whatever you want Wednesday on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Here's another open mark for you. I kind of want to know what crabberry egg you think is best to put in the coffee. <laughs> yeah, I told you there were more than one. I didn't know there were different flavors. I had the traditional regular Cadbury cream egg with the, it looks like, you know, when you crack it, it looks like there's an egg yolk inside. Dropped it in my coffee, melted it, mixed it around. It was delectable. Um, if there's different flavors, I would say, you know, maybe try whatever flavor, you know, that's up to you. That's up to you. Whatever flavor you feel uh, works best. 855-765-1045. Whatever you want Wednesday today. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, we're going to talk about. This is Steve in Jacksonville. Been waiting very patiently. Hi, Steve. How are you? Uh, good. How are you doing? Oh, doing great, man. What's up, Steve? What do you want to say today? Hey, yeah, this goes back to last week when the, uh, a couple of the people called in about how they get, uh, received packages from Amazon when yeah. they, they didn't uh, order. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, back before Thanksgiving of last year, I ordered a pair of uh, work boots, and uh, I made the mistake. I didn't look at it, and it was came from uh, one made in the USA. Yeah. But they, uh, I received them on December second. Okay. And uh, when when that when that guy was talking about that, I just happened to I went back into my Amazon orders and looked to see where that came from, where those boots came from, and they came from that Wuhan area over there. Wow! Did when, you get? When did, I, did they have when, coronavirus when re- on them? What's that? Did they have coronavirus on them? Well, I'll see. You, I'm getting to that. When oh. when I when I got them, all they do they weren't even in a box. They were just wrapped in like uh, saran wrap. Yeah, yeah. And it had a little it had a little card in there with my name. You could see my address and my name on it. Sure. And like the the week week and a half before Christmas, my um, uh, me and my wife we were so sick. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was uh, like the same symptoms. I didn't go to the doctor. She went to the doctor, and then they pretty much told her, you know, it's uh, bronchitis and you got a real bad flu. Yeah. I guess at the time then, the doctors didn't know. That's all they knew. You that's that's happened was, to a lot of people. Yeah. Upper respiratory infection was what they told me when I got yeah. the Wuhan flu. Uh, I didn't get any I boots, mean, though. That's the, that's the thing. I got the whole thing without the boots. And that is something that, you know, you need to probably think about and track and see where these things are coming for. I, you know, we've been on Amazon every day looking for disinfectant wipes, and I see a lot of disinfectant wipes up there. But guess where they come from? China. And I'm like, well, 
a disinfectant wipe from China. That doesn't, that doesn't do me any good. I'm not going to, what do I, I may have to wipe down the package when I, it's not going to work. Um, but anyway, so, but I, listen, we're glad that you're okay. And, uh, and yeah, you got to watch where all these things are coming from. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Frank in Arizona. How are you, Frank? Yeah, hey, I'm pretty good, Mark. Oh, good. Hey, Thanks. Little, yeah, go ahead. I'm a, little I'm a little concerned about this lockdown with us losing our civil rights, you know? Yeah. Because I, I heard about that young man in, in Colorado playing uh, t-ball with his daughter in the park. Nobody else around. And I guess they're going to get him for disorderly conduct. Yeah, disorderly you know, conduct, they're, right. They're, yeah, they're just taking our rights away, you know, because they got to have re reasonable, articulate suspicion for anything and just to throw charges on somebody and then makes you have to prove your ID yeah. and they're just totally the first amendment's going right out the window. And I I'm think concerned about the second amendment, you know, Oh, you should always be concerned about the second amendment. I mean, even when there's no coronavirus, they want to take away the second amendment. Uh, Liz, you're right about that. And the thing that's, I mean, the thing that's interesting about that story is that, look, if you're on your own property, throw, throwing the ball around, we're playing T-ball, I think you're okay. But the problem was it was a public park and apparently all the parks were closed, but you know, there's there's all different levels to that story. But you're right. I mean, if if the government wants to close municipal parks and office buildings, that's one thing. Uh, if they say, hey, we're going to make sure that our employees are safe, we're going to make sure you can't go on the beach because we own it, and we don't, you know, we don't trust you people to social distance on the beach. That's fine. But it it's totally different when they tell you what you can do in your own business and what they can do in your own house. And, you know, here in Jacksonville, sure, we have a low rate of coronavirus. We've got a low infection rate. We've got we've got the uh, you know, the mitigation seems to be working. But at the same time, we've got a mayor who is who's threatening to condemn buildings if people go to work when they can work from home. And, you know, you have to think to yourself, OK, I get that we don't want everyone dying from coronavirus. That would be bad for the city. You know, that's not a good motto. Like Jacksonville, we all died from coronavirus. Come visit. It's not going to work. But at the same time, if there's no restaurants, if there's no parks, if there's no beaches, which I'm going to be honest with you, is one of like two reasons to come to Jacksonville, then what's the point of, of, of us all being here anyway? So, you know, he got a lot of criticism when he said, we're going to condemn your building. He got a lot of criticism when he said, we're going to shut off your power and your water if you maintain your business while, uh, while we are ordering you not to. Um, so, you know, it, look, you're going to start seeing there's going to be two kinds of leaders coming out of this. There's going to be the kinds of leaders that are that are cognizant of and protective of your civil rights while at the same time trying to save your life. And there are those gonna, that are going to be kind of dictatorial and, you know, and they're going to and they're going to basically jump in there and take whatever power they can. And they're going to start throwing orders around and throwing out threats. And they're going to say, hey, look, I'm doing this to save your life. And I don't care if you like it or not. Mostly those are going to be like second term mayors like ours or second term governors or, uh, you know, governors in a in a very blue or red state that aren't really necessarily concerned that they're going to lose any upcoming elections. But sure, you should you should always be wary of your civil rights being taken away because there's always somebody coronavirus or no coronavirus who wants to take away some, if not all of your civil rights. Uh, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. Ken in Jacksonville, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, sir. How about you? Oh, doing great, Ken. What's up, man? How are you? What do you want to say? Oh, uh, yeah, I want to. I mean, I'm sure this global pandemic has something to do with it, but uh, 
I get my news from all the different sources, the Clinton News Network, MSNBC, Fox, because I like to know what my enemies are thinking. Yeah, keep them close. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden's been accused of uh, sexually assaulting one of his aides in 1993. Why is the media not talking about this? You see, like, a little tiny headline at the bottom of the uh, CNN webpage. Uh why aren't they crucifying this guy like they did uh, Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh? Yeah, because they want Joe Biden in power. They didn't want Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court, and that's because they agree with Biden's philosophies and agenda items, and they didn't. John Kavanaugh's, you're you're 100 right about. It. Listen, Chris Cuomo. I maybe we should probably pull these clips. I played these clips last night. And it, the guy had a breakdown. He had a satellite radio show apparently, and he had a breakdown, and he literally admitted. That he number one, he hates what he does for a living, which is makes two of us because I hate what he does for a living too. And he also said that he doesn't want to waste his time anymore talking on TV to quote Democrats who he knows don't believe what they're saying. So Chris Cuomo comes out and basically says, CNN, they're lying to you. The the Democrats who come on CNN. They don't believe what they're saying, and we all know they don't believe what they're saying, yet there we are putting them on TV every single day because that's what we do, because they're not a news network. He literally said, this was my other favorite quote, I don't want to do what I do anymore, and he said, Traffic, I'm trafficking in the ridiculous. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it was gold. He was, I don't know if it was the coronavirus or the fever or the hydrochloroquine or he was, he was like looking at his brother and he was jealous that his brother actually had an important job and he didn't. But he was literally unleashing and unloading on himself and saying, I traffic in ridiculousness, calling the fake news and CNN ridiculous. And what you just pointed out is if they were really interested in vetting candidates for president, if they were really interested in vetting uh, Joe Biden as whether or not he could be the president of the United States, if he can if he can physically maintain the duties of the job, if he can emotionally and intellectually uh, execute the office of president of the United States, and morally, is this guy as reprehensible as probably a lot of other people are? They don't, they're not going to do that. They're not going to waste any of their time with that. They're going to keep beating up on Donald Trump, and they're going to keep replaying the 12-minute Bar Barack Obama video because that's, uh, that's all they care about. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. What a great whatever you want. Well, I'm going to not prepare for this show more often because you guys have amazing questions. And uh, really, I feel like I, I'm realizing I may not be as essential personnel as I used to think I was. Uh, quick break. More of your phone calls coming up. Keep them coming. Keep your open mics coming. We got another, we got another large chunk of the Mark K Show coming back on 104.5 WOKV. The Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today. But man, we're getting a ton of open Mark uh, messages today. Uh, here's one that if I can hit the button properly. The only thing that worries me about the coronavirus are these governors taking an authoritarian action like the one in Michigan. Thank God for Ron DeSantis. Here's how you know if a governor is doing the right thing. The mainstream media hates them. And if a governor is doing the wrong thing, they're being heralded as a hero. They're being wooed for uh, higher political offices like president or vice president. And they're getting really exorbitant approval ratings. Chris Cuomo from New York State 
Gavin Newsom from, Newsom from California, this Whitmer woman from Michigan, who they all uh, suspect will be Joe Biden's vice president. These three people cumulatively uh, rule over three of the worst states for coronavirus cases and deaths. They have also instituted some of the harshest civil liberties violations in the past, I don't know, 100 years, yet they're being heralded by the mainstream media as heroes. They're being, they're being touted by the Democrats for future roles in the White House. It's, it's, it's crazy. The, the harsher you are and the worse you are at mitigating the circumstances in your state, basically, if you suck as a governor, the Democrats are going to want you to be president of the United States. Think about that. Think about uh, Governor Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, who has half, almost half of all the known cases in the United States in his state and half of all the deaths from the coronavirus, or a third, really, in his state. And this guy, this guy who can't control the coronavirus in New York, as well as Ron DeSantis has been controlling it here in Florida, that's the guy the Democrats want to put in charge of the entire country? I don't understand. I don't understand the thinking. I don't understand how they can sell that to me. You talk about great salespeople. If I ever started my own company and I needed salespeople, I would hire Democrats. Because somehow they're able to sell people on the idea that these governors in these states where people are dying at tremendously rapid rates from the coronavirus should be in charge of the coronavirus nationwide. And people are buying it, man. You just don't believe me? Go on Twitter and type in Cuomo. Go on Twitter and type in Newsom. It's crazy. 855-765-1045. John in Mandarin. How are you, John? Good. I want to give heads up to people, thousands of people like me who do their shopping on base. I went in today to, to get the essentials, only the essentials, you know, cigarettes, bourbon, Coke, and potato chips. Okay. As right. I was trying to get into the exchange, they wouldn't let me in because I wasn't wearing a mask. They, said, you can't go in unless. Hello? What happened to them? John, where'd you go? Oh, did we get cut? Oh, there you go. Hey, John. Uh, what? The, so they made you wear a mask. No, they said you cannot go into the exchange without a mask. So okay. I didn't get to go inside to get my essentials. Yeah, and did you have a mask on you, or did they provide one for you? No, they said you just have to go find one yourself, make it yourself. I thought about putting my underwear on my head, but then I kind of thought maybe that would be a little bit too much. Yeah, that may, that may not be that may not be healthy either. So, huh, that is I had not heard of that. I had not heard of them. Um, forcing you to put on a mask if you want, but you know, look. Here's the thing: if it's a, if it's a, if it's you know a privately held company, or I guess in this case a government agency, they could probably. I mean, they probably have the right to do that. Uh, Jeff from Atlantic Beach, how are you, Jeff? Hey, how's it going, Mark? Hey, great. Uh, it's whatever you want. Wednesday, Jeff. What do you want to talk about today? I wanted to call back to uh, earlier in the program when you were talking about cashless society. Yeah. Um, in the early iterations of the. Excuse me. Of the early iterations of the CARES Act that the Democrats are trying to push through. Yeah. They uh they were talking about creating a digital dollar. Yeah. Um and digital wallets uh, off of existing blockchain technology. Right. Um I was wondering what your thoughts on that and if I could put a shameless plug in for my uh my podcast Stranger Truths where we talked about it on there. Oh. Well, I mean, I guess you've already done the uh, the, the plug, so <laughs> that's good. Stranger <laughs> Truths, we'll check it out. Uh, the second thing is, look, the um, the blockchain technology, 
uh, it, it, you're talking about like Bitcoin type stuff and people mining and, and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it, it, right. it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. A lot of people are good at it. A lot of people uh, flounder with it. And of course, it's, I believe, way too volatile. But the fact that you have, I'm, you know, I'm so, I can't believe we're off of the gold standard. It used to be that for every dollar in this country, you could back it up with an ounce of gold or whatever. You're like a, a half an ounce of gold. Nowadays, you don't even do that. It's just cash on the dollar and the economy creates its own worth and it's based on trade agreements with other countries and blah, blah, blah. But look, I, I say what you will about digital dollars and digital societies. I am starting to hoard my cash. I'm not going to tell you where, but I'm going to hoard my cash because I believe when the, when COVID-20 hits or when the big when the big crisis, you know, the the apocalypse is upon us, people will still look at the face of Benjamin Franklin on a green piece of paper and think that's got value. And if I need somebody to do something for me, like, you know, drive me across the nuclear river or or, you know, loan me their shotgun so I can blow the heads off some zombies or any of those things that are going to happen in the apocalypse, I want to make sure that I have enough cash to get the stuff that I need. Also, as long as there are strip clubs in this country, I'm pretty sure we're going to have paper bills because you try throwing Bitcoin at a stripper, they will throw your ass out faster than you can say, what? I speak, I speak from experience. 855-765-1045. Did you take Bitcoin? The Markay Show. More of your calls coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Markay Show. This is the Markay Show. Well, this is a no-brainer. What should be the first thing to open? Haircuts. We're all looking rough. Start a little like the 60s again. All hippies. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about you, but I look pretty good. I've been cutting my hair, uh, my own hair, since this whole thing started. And you can't even tell that I'm in quarantine because my hair is not. Now, my son, on the other hand, we've got to cut his hair today. And my wife is petrified about that uh, because, you know, we've never we've never cut his hair nor. Yeah, you know, it, it'll be fine. We'll have a couple of glasses of wine first, maybe a couple of shots of wild turkey. We'll sit him down and uh, he'll be OK. But a lot of people are complaining about that. They're saying, yeah, I need I need my hairstylist back. I need to get my nails done. I need to get my hair did all that. I mean, the other Josh, you had to cut your hair the other I day. I did. Yeah. Can and you tell? Turned out horribly. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Somebody on the stream said you should have used a bigger bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next time you can do that. You think the bowl cut's going to come back because of this? Uh, I, I think a lot of people are going to use bowls. I mean, look, I hope not. But maybe yeah. it will. I had it in kindergarten, and I hope it does not come back. I told my son, let me just buzz your head because, you know, it works for me. Yeah. And he was like, absolutely not. I'm oh, not, no? He didn't want any other part of that. He's got to keep his fit strong. He's really into that hair. I don't know why, but eh, whatever. 855-765-1045. Now, once the economy does open back up, because that's something that a lot of people are now thinking about and the president's talking about and the governors are looking into, uh, once the economy opens back up, where's the first place you're going to go, do you think? Oh, man. Uh, the rollerblading ring. The the rollerblading ring? Yeah, sure. I Where, haven't been to one of those in a while. Okay, okay. What, there's not like one place that you're like, man, I can't wait to get back to... As soon as this economy oh, opens back up, is. I'm going to... Wits. Wits? Yeah. Because I'm frozen custard. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, well, I wonder what day it'll open up, because if it opens up on a day with a good flavor, I that's... I it's Buckeye Day. You hope it's Buckeye or, Day? I'm more of a PB3 guy myself, because yeah. I'm a peanut butter fan. Okay. Yeah, so probably Wits. Wits, is, wits will be jammed any place at the beach. Is, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. I thought about the uh, I thought about the poker room myself. Yeah, I, I can see that for you. But they, my wife and kids aren't allowed there, so they probably <laughs> oh, would have a... I was like, oh, darn it, what? 
You mean I've been locked in a house with you three for like three months, and now I'm going to a place where you can't go? Ah, that's a bummer. But you were also talking about earlier how the poker table is one of the dirtier places. So uh, right out of what? quarantine, you're going to go to the dirty, dirty poker table. Au contraire. I received an email from my friends at Best Bet the other day, and they, during the shutdown, have spent the entire time sanitizing their establishment. And get this, mm. they triple washed and disinfected every single poker chip in the place. Individually. Yeah. And, well, I don't know if they had like, well, like yeah. with a toothbrush. Yes. Allie McDeal took a toothbrush <laughs> and some bleach. Talking and she about was shrimp recipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, they they cleaned and sanitized every single poker wow. chip. So when the when the when Best Bet does open back up, it will be a completely brand new, clean, sanitized experience. Plus, I'll be wearing gloves and a mask. Not because I'm worried about coronavirus, but I don't want you to see my expression. Your tells all on your lips. Yeah, I don't want you to see when I'm bluffing. Yeah, they can tell when you're bluffing. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. This is Hunter in Orange Park. How are you, Hunter? Good, how you doing today, man? Oh, doing great, man. What'd you want to say about uh, what'd you want to say for whatever you want Wednesday today? Um, I want to talk about the uh, the money we're supposed to be getting. You yeah, know, yeah. From the government. Absolutely. What um, about it? The uh, stimulus I check. Mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I believe it's it's a great thing. I mean, people need some money, you know, help. But to think that you're not going to have to pay the government back for the money that they're giving you for free, I just don't agree with that. I mean, money has never been given from the government for free. I mean, it's just, it hasn't happened. You had to pay it back, whether, you know, pay it back then, pay it back through taxes. I just feel like, in my opinion, we're going to have to pay it back eventually. Hunter, you know, let that, you know what? And you and you bring up something that a lot of people are are concerned with. Uh, they're not really sure about, you know, are, are they going to have to pay taxes on this? Is it a loan? That kind of thing. I can assure you, though, I can assure you, though, that this is not a loan and this will not be taxed. And if you think about it this way, you may seem a little bit more at ease. This isn't money that the government is going to make you pay back. This is money the government has already taken from you, and they're deciding now you probably need more than they yeah. do. So, this, I mean, you've been paying taxes, I assume, for a long time. You've been paying into the system whether you liked it or not whenever you went to the grocery store and bought something or whenever you bought a new pair of shoes yeah. or, you know, you're, you got your employer. If you, have an, uh, if you work for somebody else, they're playing, paying payroll tax on you. You're paying, you know, property tax. There's so many taxes that you pay regularly. The government is now saying, okay, instead of building this road or sending someone to space, we're going to give a little bit of this money back to everybody who's been paying into the system. So, yeah, don't look at it as a loan. Don't look at it as the government giving you money. Look at it as the government returning some of the money that you've given to them over time uh, so that you can spend it somewhere else. And maybe that's maybe that'll help you. I mean, that's the thing with taxes, too. People freak out about getting a tax refund. A tax refund is not money you're getting from the government. It's money you gave to the government that you shouldn't have. If you're getting a tax refund in the first place, you overpaid the government. You loaned them money at no interest to you. You made no money on it. So if you get $1,000 back from the government in April or in May or whenever, then you, and you scream and you'll go, woohoo, don't. You don't want to owe. You don't want to get a tax refund. You don't want to. Uh, you don't want to make sure. You want to make sure that that money stays in your bank account and that you're using it um, for whatever you need to. And if you want to invest it, don't invest with the bank of the government because they don't pay interest. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Though we really, uh, we really appreciate it. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. This is Rose in Missouri. How are you, Rose? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for calling the Marque Show. What do you want to say, Rose? 
Well, I had a question, but um, I wanted to say to big barbecue after this is over with family you ain't been able to see. That's first thing. You want a big barbecue uh, with your family? Yes, but you can't see right now because yeah. you're not supposed to go to their house. No, that's a great but, idea. That's a great idea. Um, my question was, we've talked a lot about essential workers and things, and I was just curious if any um, essential workers have had their hours cut. Because I know, I know one person for sure. My husband, he's an essential worker, but his hours are cut, so he's he's not uh, working all of his hours. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's happening. I know a lot of. I mean, and look, it depends on the company. It depends on on what kind of financial, uh, you know, dire straits your company happens to be in. If your company is a company that continues to make money during the coronavirus crisis, for example, Amazon, which. I believe is not only is not only continuing to do business, but is growing and is hiring thousands and thousands of people to to cover the uh, the increased in increase in business. Um, so they're fine. There's other companies like airlines, which sure they need pilots and they need flight attendants. They just don't need them as often, and they don't want to pay hazard pay or overtime. Uh, you know, I know we have we have salaried workers here. We have part time employees, and I know that we've probably put the kibosh on any overtime working at all. Because of uh, because of the money. So, again, it, it's a case by case basis. You got to look at, you know, are you essential because you work in a private company? Are you an essential worker that works for a government agency like the police force or the fire department? I'm sure there will be cutbacks of those people as well. But it's on a case by case and department by department basis. I mean, the good news is you're going to find out a lot of, about the company you work for. If you work for a company that is managed well, that has cash in the bank that does not necessarily, you know, owe its entire existence to creditors, then you may fare fairly well. You may not have to take a salary cut. You may not lose a lot of your benefits or your hours. But if you're a, a working for a company that, that has already or is looking to furlough or pull back or cut down its employees to get through the next couple of months, then that company may not be as solid and as sturdy a company as you, as you once thought. And it, it may, uh, I think what's going to happen is after this is over, a lot fewer companies and people will run on credit. And that's going to be something that when you go and you work for a company, what do you, what do you ask them now? Hey, what's the salary? What are the benefits? How much vacation time do I get? Do you have medical? Do you have dental? Can I get a company car? Those are the kinds of things that you're going to be asked that you ask right now. I think that the smarter employees, and I know I will definitely be doing this the next time I have to sign any kind of document for employment, but I will, you know, you're going to be sitting down and you're going to be saying, hey, what kind of liquidity do you have? What kind of cash assets do you have? Is this company, is this company uh, mortgaged to the hilt? You know, is this company in debt or is this company in the black? If there's another coronavirus crisis, are you going to furlough or do you have cash reserves to carry us all through? Those are the kind of questions employers are going to be getting and the smart employees are going to be asking because that's going to be very important. If this happened once, it can happen again. And how many how, how many people want to be working for a company that is like, look, we got it. We got you covered. We'll be fine for a year and then we'll start talking about furloughs. Or do you want to be one of those companies that the first week they shut stuff down, they were handing out pink slips. 855-765-1045. Man, we got to take another quick break. More of your phone calls. We'll, we'll jam in as many as we can here in just a minute. Stay tuned. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. This 
This is the Mark H. We're getting ethereal today with the music. This is the Mark H. Show, 855-765-1045. We, uh, listen, we have a couple of uh, we have a couple people that have been waiting very patiently to get in on whatever you want Wednesday. We're going to try to blow through as many as possible because we only have a few more minutes left. Kim in Duval County. How are you, Kim? I'm good. How are you, Mark? Doing really well. Thanks so much for asking. Now, what do you want to say today on whatever you want Wednesday? Yeah, I just wanted to say last week I got a couple um, pieces of mail, and one was from my IRA. It was mm-hmm. from a fi- financial investment group, starting with a P, and one was a money market at a credit union I have from back home in the Midwest. But um, they both said that I had an abandonment account, and if I hadn't touched it for a year, they were going to close it and take it. And if I hadn't called in, which I luckily did because it's tax time, so yeah. I was checking it out. Um, yeah, they said that they would take it, and I have had these accounts for like 20 years, and all of a sudden this. So it's just odd. Any so idea? it wasn't a scam or anything. It was legitimately they were trying to close your account. Legitimate, yeah. It could be, and, you know, that's interesting that you say that. Probably it could be a way of them for them to, uh, you know, like, a, like almost a cash grab. You know, like we're calling your loan, and they go through all the accounts, and they look at the ones that haven't been touched in 10 years or five years or whatever. They send out letters and say you have 30 days, and if you don't, you know, let us know that this account is still active and it hasn't been abandoned, we're just going to close it, which means they keep the money. Um, I could definitely see them doing that in a situation like now because they maybe are not getting new deposits or people are withdrawing and they're trying to stay afloat. So it's good that you didn't ignore it and that you actually took action. Right. But it's just scary that they want to take, like, an IRA and, like, money market stuff that you're saving for years. Yeah. And you haven't touched it in how long? Well, I mean, I've had them for longer, but I hadn't touched it in a year. Oh, in just a year, huh? One year, huh. yeah. It's never happened for that long. That so is weird. I would, I would think, like, five years, you know, ten years. Right. But one year, that does seem really quick. Hey, thanks so much for... Uh, Thanks so much for calling. That is really bizarre. Those abandonment accounts, too. I mean, it, it, there's money. You could have money in accounts that you've forgotten about or you opened up something years ago or, you know, what, a lot of times your relatives when you're a kid will open up some kind of account for you and you forget about it and that money's just sitting there. And there are, I think my mother did that once where you go on this website and you fill out all this information and they send you information about whether or not you have money out there that you can claim. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, in, in these times of crisis, you really have to be diligent. And if your bank writes you something and says, hey, do you still want this money? Because if not, we're going to take it. You definitely should call them and have a little convo um, because I think you probably I think you probably want your money. This is Doug in Michigan. Hi, Doug. How are you? Hey, I just want to let you know that there's a uh, caravan going to the Capitol to uh, protest against Whitmer. And it's on... All of the TV stations in Michigan. What are they protesting with their, what are they doing? Just driving around, honking their horns and stuff? They're going to, they're going from Alden Nash rest stop all the way to Lansing, downtown Lansing. And they're, if you go to Fox 13, all of the TV stations, Detroit News, everything, there's live coverage going on right now. Oh, Operation so, Gridlock, they're calling it. Yeah. Yeah. So what is is it the stay-at-home? Because Michigan has some of the most stringent stay-at-home orders, and a lot of people are, yes. are really angry yes. with Whitmer. People for are pissed. Yeah. What is, what is it that most people pissed. are upset about in Michigan? Because I think that's one of the, that's one of the worst uh, scenarios for these stay-at-home orders. Well, I don't want to 
talk about my situation, right. but the thing of it is, is um, there are people that need to work, and the stay-at-home is just really cramping. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Michigan, Michigan's not one of those states that, you know, uh, was economically, uh, you know, stable to begin with. I mean, you've got a lot of back and forth with the auto industry and things like that. So to have to correct. have to shut but down the, the state at this point. Is, the thing of it is, is President Trump is bringing stuff back to Michigan. Yeah, yeah, and she's shutting it all down. She's not doing anything for her popularity. Well, I mean, except among Democrats. Thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. We'll follow that story. We'll have more tomorrow. Uh, what's tomorrow? Oh, it's, we'll do some What the Bleep tomorrow when we get back. It'll be a lot of fun. In the meantime, stay safe, stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, probably some kind of press conference coming up uh, in just a minute. So keep it locked on 104.5 WOKV. See ya.